Hello everyone, welcome back again to season 3 of our Making Waves podcast. Introducing our new host for this season, I have myself, Jonathan. Suksavan, uh, they, them pronouns. Becca, she, her pronouns. Angela, she, her, her pronouns. Awesome. And so we've been making big strides last season, getting our um, podcast here on YouTube as well as Spotify. So we will be going into deeper conversations with the university-related topics and staff. And you will get a you will get to meet the new band of hosts and interesting perspectives on their backgrounds. Before we start, we're just going to go over our land acknowledgments. Hello, everyone. Um, so we want to acknowledge as um, the Making Waves podcast that Oregon State University in Corvallis, Oregon, is located within the traditional homelands of the Marys Rivers or Ampanifu Band of Kalapuya, uh, following the Willamette Valley Treaty of 1855. Um, Kalapuya people were forcibly removed to reservations in Western Oregon. Today, living descendants of these people are part of the Confederated Tribes of Grand Ronde Community of Oregon and the Confederated Tribes of the Siletz Indians. Um, I believe that um, everyone but me is in located within those traditional homelands, um, and I want to acknowledge that I am in Phoenix, Arizona, which is the traditional homelands of the Akimo Atham. Awesome. Thank you, Suksavan. Um, and so just to give us a little more background for our new viewers here today, uh, Becca will be giving a quick description on what we're about and what the podcast um, covers and the types of content we'll be covering. Yeah, so here at Making Waves, we uh, will be illuminating the experiences of various Asian and Pacific Islanders here at Oregon State University. We'll be facilitating dialogues surrounding culture and diversity, and we really hope to dive into some of the complexities of API experiences. Whether this is through pop culture, um, social identities, multiculturalism, or anything among of these many topics we hope to cover, we hope that you can resonate with all of our stories as well as expose yourself to some new ideas and perspectives. Awesome, thank you, Becca. And so I guess getting into the, getting into it, <laughs> um, let's get to know each and every single one of us. So again, my name is Jonathan. I go by he, him, his pronouns. I am currently majoring in nuclear engineering and f minoring in physics. And I'm currently a student success peer facilitator here at the APCC. Um, and I would identify as Filipino American. I am currently a first generation Filipino American but born and raised in, um, in on the islands of Hawaii. Um, hello everyone, my name is Suksavan Kiyavorabuth. Um, I am an enrolled member of the Navajo Nation um, in the Four Corners area, and I am also half um, or partly ocean. Um, my pronouns are they, them, theirs. Uh, I am a second year PhD student in women, gender, and sexuality studies with a minor in queer studies and a certificate in geographic information systems. Such a mouthful. Um, and I am the graduate assistant for the Asian Pacific Cultural Center. Hi everyone, my name is Becca. I use she, her pronouns. I'm a second year majoring in ethnic studies, but this is my first year working at the APCC as a student success peer facilitator. Um, I identify as Asian American. 
due to me being a Chinese adoptee. Um, that is another way I identify, though I prefer Asian American. Hi, my name is Angela. Um, my pronouns are she, her, hers. And my position at the APCC is a design, a media designer. And um, I would say I'm a mix of a lot of things. Uh, Chinese, Cambodian, Peruvian, um, a little bit of Spanish, but yeah. Hopefully I get a DNA test or something. <laughs> awesome. So I'm looking forward to having you guys get to know more of us as we go and continue throughout the podcast and cover these topics and really get to see our different perspectives and ideas. Um, I guess starting off, um, just to get to know us a little bit more better, um, we will be playing Asian Bingo. <laughs> yes. Is everyone ready? Super excited. Cool. All right. Let's, let's get it. <laughs> okay. So I'm running the randomizer okay. here. First one is Grandma Overfeeds You. Yes, I got that. I, okay, yes, I wrote that. So my grandma lives with us, and every time she walks out of her room, she's like, did you eat? And it's like all the time, but my grandma's not Asian, she's native. And so, like, there's the commonality, uh, but yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Same. She, literally, whenever my grandma comes comes to visit my family, she, the moment, the moment, the first thing she says, the moment she comes over is like, <laughs> "Have you eat? Have you eaten yet?" And she has like three different dishes already set up, and she's already like making me eat the first yes. thing I see her. Not even a <laughs> hug. Not even hi. She just gives me food. That's how they show love. <laughs> All right. Next one is Loves Boba. I love Boba. I love Boba. What's your Okay, go everybody to? drop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, drop drop your favorite go-to. It's a taro. It's like my go-to. I don't know if it's my favorite, but and Taro then, yeah. with um egg pudding. Oh, never had that. It's so Ooh. good. Yeah, or you could do 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 half boba and half egg pudding. It will change your life. It's so good. Taro? Yeah. Hmm. Okay, I'm trying that. <laughs> egg pudding. Is it like is it like custard or is it like totally different? I I don't know. <laughs> custard. The texture I feel like wise custard at least. is more like No, it's like a it's like um like a literal not pudding like gelatin it's like a gelatin like a jello yeah i oh, like taro. the lychee jelly so whatever can go with lychee jelly is probably mm. taro does too yeah but i love um passion fruit milk tea it's so Ooh. good with boba um i try to do it everywhere um <laughs> some places can't make it is the one in Corvallis called April's? April's there's one called House? April. Is that yeah. what it's called? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, there's So that, that one, one yeah. for some reason, I think their passion fruit is super fresh. I don't know, but I always get seeds <laughs> in mine. And so, like, I'm sucking up boba mm-hmm. and seeds, and it's scary. It's a scary game. <laughs> Nutrition. And then, the, and then the DIY one, which shut down, unfortunately. No, I usually get... Mm, any kind of milk tea i usually get thai tea or like 
lavender or rose oh. milk mm-hmm. tea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One time I made the mistake because I always get it less sweetened. I made the mistake and I forgot to say, oh, I didn't want to add sweet, and I got like the rose one, and I don't, I couldn't finish it. It was way Dang. too much. I was like, oh my god. Yeah, but I always get boba. I don't venture out a lot. I'm too scared <laughs> too. <laughs> For mine's one, I usually I'm an old man now, so I only get jasmine milk tea, but <laughs> but I used to be a huge yeah. boba connoisseur, honestly. Like so. I think in Hawaii, there's this place called Tea Time that a lot of people used to frequent when it was popular. And I would literally go every single day where I basically built my own custom like setup. So I would get it every single time. So it would be a winter melon milk tea with 100%, 100% sweetness, panda boba, and ice cream on top. Wow, that's like a dessert. Yeah. Yeah. It's like... Yeah. Wait, what's... Sorry, what? Panda yeah, so boba. they had boba where it's like the regular black boba, but then they had white they had white ones too, so then they would put both. So it'd be panda oh. panda boba. Yeah. That's so cute. Yeah, yeah. So. What what's the difference between the tapioca ones and the white ones? Because DIY has had the white ones. April's had the black ones. I'm not too sure cuz I think they're both tapioca. It could just be either food coloring or a different type of like recipe but i think they're both tapioca so. i mean i might be wrong but i think the black ones have like the flavor of like black tea or like oh oh true I no i think you it. might be right yeah oh nice cool cool all right <laughs> if that's right who knows Anna? <laughs> so we all love i'm gonna get called out later <laughs> like, that is incorrect <laughs> all right next one here we go next one is Student government. Y'all part of student government? I think I have that one. Never. (laughs) I was. Um, I went to a really small high school, so it might not be the same as other people. But we had, like, each year had, like, people, like a president, vice president, secretary, treasurer, those kinds of things. Um, So for the first three years of high school, I was my class secretary and then my fourth year we had like another thing called ASB is called associated student body so it's like part of like student government but it was like it involved the whole school not just your grade and so I ran yeah for my last year of high school I ran for ASB secretary and I got that so nice (laughs) yeah accomplished (laughs) (laughs) Anyone else? I did, yeah. I did. Um, my senior year, I was senior class president with someone else. So, like, they, so it was like a tie. There was like one person, one person had two, no. Yeah, one person had two extra votes. So, if like that other person voted for the other person, it would be like a complete tie. And they're like, it's just so close that, like, we want to offer you both the position of president so it'd be co-president and i wasn't a or it was like or i could just tell you who won and then that person could be the president by themselves and me and that person i didn't even know this fool and i was like (laughs) i don't want to (laughs) lose and i don't want to know but i want to know who won by the two votes and so we just decided to be co-presidents dang (laughs) yeah did you end up finding who actually won 
no they haven't told me and I, I was like should I reach out it's been like 10 years <laughs> no, not, not 10 years oh my gosh it's been almost 10 years actually like eight years um since like I graduated so I should I should email not email I should text <laughs> my old advisor and be like who won tenure and or the tenure the reunion <laughs> yeah or or I just want to believe that I won and, <laughs> and let it be known I won nice no yeah for me I also did student government it's it's kind of interesting because it's similar to yours Becca where um what we call student government was actually for the whole student body and then for our mm-hmm. own classes we just called student council and so mm-hmm. I, I i did council for my freshman sophomore year so that was just like the activities for um yeah our, our own class and then i did student government my senior year so yeah it was just for the whole the school pretty nice because you know you get the little um inside inside a uh, special special treatment <laughs> honestly <laughs> so all right next one is straight a's in high school nope <laughs> i will say that i was pretty darn close but to know um i was in the top five percent wow. though i was wow. in the running to be valedictorian so that was cool didn't get it <laughs> But I was okay with it because I still had a speech because of the senior class president stuff. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't get all straight A's. I don't think I had, like, the... I had the pressure of not... Like, my parents weren't like, you have to have straight A's. It was more like you have to have a certain GPA or higher. And, that like, that's what they cared about. So, like, at least a 3.5 or higher. So, I guess, I don't know if that's, like, strict or not, but... That, that's what my parents had for me. Nice. Uh, I'm kind of like Suk Savon. I was so close. Um, I Yeah, like, and like Angela, my parents weren't super strict on it. It was more like myself. Like, I, it really bothered me more than my parents, I think. But I came in, so we had like a program in like middle school where like you could carry some grades over into high school. And so I got a math grade carried over. So I could be like a year ahead in math. And I got a B in that class, but the rest of high school I got pretty much all A's. And so that B, I never got that 4.0. I was like a 3.9. I was like, <laughs> yeah, it, was, it bothered me so much. And I was like, oh. but yeah, because I was like a like ASB officer. I got to sit yeah on the podium with all the valedictorians. So I blended <laughs> in. <laughs> nice, nice. Dang. Nope, I was nowhere near close to a 4.0. <laughs> honestly i think well i mean i i still i had pretty decent grades i still graduated with honors but i was too focused on well for me i was like i'd rather um like for the experience so i instead took like ap classes instead so i think my senior year had like ap physics ap calculus and stuff just so that i could learn that stuff before ahead of time and i didn't really care about my gpa but (laughs) yeah yeah that was that was that was me (laughs) yeah so I guess I guess from all of us that we just broke the myth that not all Asians have <laughs> treaties. So, <laughs> all right, next one is can't eat meal without rice. So I can, <laughs> but I do like rice. Same, yeah. Same. 
same. Do you guys have a preference between, like, the kinds of races? (laughs) (laughs) I was so funny, not funny. So story time. I was raised with just like a single parent. So my mom, um, she is Dene Navajo. Um, so I was raised with like more of my like indigenous side, but she learned how to make Laotian food before my dad left. And so we were raised off of Laotian food. And the only rice that we eat is like just the regular jasmine rice and sticky rice. But I prefer sticky rice. I love sticky rice. Same. Sticky rice all the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like, well, for me at least, sticky rice has always been, like, in the dessert kind of way. Mm-hmm. So, it's, like, either with, like, that sounds so sugar good. or something. Um, but, yeah. Um, I mean, I think, yeah, a lot of people, as well as myself, prefer with the white rice <laughs> over, like, brown rice. Um, or there's, like, what is it? purple or like black rice now yeah purple yeah good we've only had that a couple times but like it's it's kind of like brown rice in the way it's like the healthy taste to it but yeah yeah i think i like sticky and uh jasmine (laughs) the classics okay have you ever it will change your life um but also like we weren't poor, but like we were like straddling. Um, but we would eat like fried or sunny side up eggs, and then you make a rice ball and you dip the ball into the egg yolk, like in the on the yolk. So good, transform your life if you like yolk. <laughs> <laughs> it's like dipping toast in the yolk, kind of. Yeah, but a rice ball. <laughs> but nice. but a rice ball. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh, that's nice. good. Cool. All right. Let's see. Okay, so next one is so like what are you? <laughs> oh, terrible. Bro. <laughs> Where is it? I know I put it down. When they say like what are you? I also get like oh, yeah, I can t- like you're very exotic. But then for some mm. reason like the word exotic, I feel like it's like someone I don't know, like tall and like tan and like I don't know, and I'm just like I look like a nugget. Like, I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know, um, but yeah, um, I think especially like being mixed, it's very like people are more like oh yeah, you could be anything I suppose, but. Oh, I was gonna say yes. I have gotten it a lot um especially the exotic thing or like people are like i want to tan like you and it's like that's not a tan it's my skin color stuff <laughs> like that oh, oh and like or especially like in the dating scene people are like so what are you? So I can like see if I'm interested. And it's like so awkward. You're not really interested, or like you know, it's so weird. Oh, but yeah, I've gotten it a, a lot of like, oh, especially like the so what are you? Because people have fetishes mm. for specific types of people, mm. which is weird. Um, not weird. I don't want to say weird, but also I think it. I think it's problematic. Um, and. 
yeah, I've gotten that a lot. Um, and especially I think it's been challenging, not challenging, but like the idea of being multiracial also influences how that comes across to people of like, how, so what are you in terms of like, are you full this? Are you full that? Or like, do you, are you close with this community? You know, like, it's kind of like, it's a microaggression for sure. Yeah. They'll say like, where are you from? Where are you like, where are you really from? It's like the same thing. It's like almost like, yeah, the same level of just like, <laughs> what do you, what are you trying to say? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Mine's is basically like, for me, I, I get a lot more of like, so where are you from? And so when, so my thing is, whenever somebody do ask me that, like, I, I really don't mind. But but the part is when I say, because I'm from Hawaii, right? So I, I tell them, oh, yeah, I'm from Hawaii. And then that just leads to a whole new tangent to like, oh, I love Hawaii. Yeah, I visited it that time, <laughs> this and that. Wow, why did you leave? It's so beautiful over there. And then it doesn't even like, they, they just go off to this whole tangent about like, oh, yeah, Hawaii is great. I'm going to visit this wow so much pretty beaches and it doesn't even get to like the real me like oh yeah but i'm actually filipino (laughs) but yeah it's just it's so interesting so interesting yeah has like anyone ever said something that just like really is like what like confusing like about like your appearance wise like maybe like they're trying to like flirt with you and you're just like excuse me (laughs) because i've had like someone say like oh you're really pretty for an asian and i was like Am I supposed to say thank you or be offended? I was like, <laughs> oh, what oh, the heck? Okay. <laughs> oh my god. But <laughs> we're five years into <laughs> <laughs> Is this a deal breaker? Oh, uh, I definitely, yeah, I've definitely had like. I think the weird part is you know that they're asking, and then they try to act confused when you're like, oh, I'm from Phoenix, and they're like, but, like, where are you from? Or, like, they'll try not to use that because people have been, like, pro- not promoting, but, like, challenging other people, of like, that actually is super problematic of being, like, no, where are you actually from? So they're, you can see the person trying to formulate a sentence or, like, formulate a thought to be try to get you to tell them who you are, you know? It's so mm-hmm. weird. Yeah, I think that's probably like they know they know that they don't want to become like offend like come across offending in a way. So I think yeah, there should be like a good way to phrase it. Maybe just like oh, um, especially being mixed, like it's easier to just say like when they ask like oh, um, like what's your background? Where you're, where are you from? Instead of like going on a whole spiel about like, oh, I'm a mix of like Peruvian and Chinese and Cambodian. It's like, because I don't really know that person maybe very well. So I'll just like simplify it and just be like, oh, Chinese or something. Because that's like what they see. So mm. it's easier for them to be like, okay, accepting of that. Mm-hmm. I guess for me, it's, it's slightly different because like I'm very obviously not, I don't look like my parents. So we get those looks like, oh, this like, an Asian girl with two, like, white people, um, but when, like, I grew, like, growing up, people already, like, knew that, because I grew up in a really small town, but when people asked me, it was, yeah, like, oh, you're Asian, obviously, but, like, what kind of Asian, because, like, we don't know, and, um, that was definitely a lot, but, like, going back to the whole, like, 
odd comments or whatever. I've gotten one like in high school. I was wearing this shirt and it had just like a pattern on it. And someone told me that I looked really Asian that day. <laughs> what? And I was like, that's so weird. And I think it was because like everyone knew that I grew up in a white household. I didn't present myself as like stereotypically Asian, I guess. And so that, that was really weird to hear. I was like, mm-hmm. I mean, I am Asian. I just don't have like a cultural like root to that I don't know it was really weird (laughs) do you get like the comment of like being whitewashed oh that's like maybe let's save that for another day (laughs) (laughs) because like I also face that too but that's like it's feeling whitewashed (laughs) cool awesome nice all right let's move on okay next one is translating government documents at the age of young (laughs) so i didn't have to do that um i only know english and i wish i do want to expand more of like learning dene bazaar which is navajo language um and um laos i think that would be super cool um i don't know any of it and but my dad did come to um america from laos um during the vietnam war um and so there's like rough history there but i i i don't i can't say that i've translated government documents for anyone yeah i haven't either i only know english (laughs) so i cannot relate to that one for mine's one, so both of my parents are first generation, and they can actually they can speak English pretty well. But I still somewhat did it because for like the very more technical, complicated documents, I just helped her like translate that in terms of like make her understand it, even though she can somewhat read it. And then even more more so for my dad because he's he's he 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 has he's not as fluent with English as my mom, but. I think that's that's to my extent of like translating, because I I can't speak my my language pretty fluently, so I just told her in English. Oh no, it's this. <laughs> this is how it's <laughs> saying. But yeah, that's pretty much it for mine. Yeah, I never had the experience of translating documents. Thank God, I feel like I'd be terrible. But um, <laughs> both my parents, yeah, uh, came to America pretty early, so they both learned English and. And yeah, I'd, I don't really know um, Cambodian at all. Just like a little bit of Spanish, but yeah, I wish I did learn more though. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Next, all right. roll the dice. Dice is rolling. Next we have shoes off in the house. Oof, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I would say... I prefer shoes off <laughs> and I think my family has gotten accustomed to it. So I think, yes, I put yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Um, so yeah, coming from like a family, like my Asian side for sure, were like shoes off and my mom, like growing up in like the Latin community, in Latin culture, they don't really take their shoes off. And also like in America, like American people don't wear shoes in the house I think I've been to some of my friends houses and they wear shoes in the house 
which is like sometimes just like convenient because you don't have to like take them off but then it's also like it is I feel like in culture they say it's cleaner but um yeah my mom like learned from my dad to like in the house like take the shoes off and then now she's like she can't imagine living any other way (laughs) yeah I think I like it because it's like like it's welcoming and it's like like if you take your shoes off at my place that means that you can get comfortable at my place right so like Mm -hmm. you wearing shoes and I think that's the intention behind it too of like it's a an act of care but also cleanliness too but I think more so on the side of care of like you're coming into my place and you're gonna feel welcomed and that's our way of showing you that you're welcome to our our places like you don't have to wear your shoes Mm -hmm. I was just gonna say mine's kind of a funny story so like I grew up in a white household but my mom is like super 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 clean and so that was always like yeah an expectation is to keep the house clean and to take your shoes off but it wasn't until I was like older I didn't realize that was like an Asian (laughs) stereotype and so whenever I went over to my like white friends houses like oh do you want me like take my shoes off and they're like no I was like oh that's not like a thing and like I learned later on like that was like a stereotype so I thought that was kind of funny but we wear like slippers or like house house shoes a lot so um just like yeah yeah that but like realization of just like what it's not just my house yeah mm-hmm. I Yo, that's funny. pretty dope actually yeah. <laughs> yeah for me uh shoes off in the house um no yeah that's it's a given thing too um but do you guys do you guys have like do you guys wear like indoor slippers within the house or is it like straight straight on barefoot when you're at home when you take your shoes off Um, my parents like slippers, mm. but I usually go barefoot or socks, but yeah, slippers or in sho- indoor shoes are mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, I think my parents have, like, their own, like, indoor shoes, but I, I don't. Mm-hmm. And then yours is barefoot, six of on? Yeah, I can't, I can't do slippers because uh, my TMI, I just have, like, my... <laughs> my palms and my feet sweat too much for me to be wearing slippers without socks or just wear slippers um i can wear shoes that's okay but yeah i the sweatiness gets to me (laughs) hey me and you in the same boat i have the same exact thing (laughs) john and suksavan's sweaty palms 2021 oh god oh no my i was asking my mom um and she thinks that it might be from my grandpa because my she doesn't experience it and some of my other families don't experience it i experience it and then my um niece she actually has really sweaty palms and they're like clammy like when she touches you it's like cold and wet and you're like oh, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> You're exposing your family members. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, I think that's the last one because I just got bingo. Woo! Congratulations, <laughs> awesome. the winner. But this was fun. Glad to get to a little, get to know a little bit more about each other and minds and Suksavan's sweaty palms and feet. But 
<laughs> I think to finish off this episode, we'll just go into one little deep and I guess more intimate question. Um, and so the question is, what are you the most proud about your identity? Um, I think there's a lot to be proud of um, right now about the Asian community. And um, I feel like right now, especially, you can see like in, in the news and in entertainment that they're really like making a stand for themselves right now and like speaking out more and being part of um, different outlets. So I think it's really cool to see more representatives of ourselves out there right now. Yeah, I think for me, I would say like growing up and I'm not sure if like any of you all experienced this too, but it's just like, I did not want to be like being going to school with predominantly white people, even like going to school now with a, a PWI predominantly white institution. It's like struggle to like want to fit in, especially at a young age. Right. And so you're like, oh, I don't really want to associate with my identity. But now I'm like, what was I thinking? I, sh I am so proud of like my identity and who I am. Um, and like, but I want to acknowledge like that idea that whiteness perpetuates or like infiltrates a lot of our communities in a lot of ways that we don't want to be Asian or we don't want to have our multiracial identities, but it's like, that's the purpose of it, right? But I think for us to be proud of ourselves will like dismantle that. Um, and recognizing like me recognizing that at one point in my life, I did not want to be brown um, is like a reality, right? That's a reality in a system that has been put onto us to not want to be brown because of all the harm that has been done to brown and black folks. And so want to acknowledge that and so now I just feel super proud of who I am and my identity of being like a queer, um, biracial, Diné, Navajo, Laotian person. Um, and like advocating for my identities and the interconnectedness of other um, black indigenous people of color. I think that's really important. So yeah, I would say that and like understanding myself and like still of course i'm not a hundred percent of who i am um but i don't think anyone is ever going to get like that in, in our lifetime but i think that small steps of like accepting ourselves is really important yeah kind of bouncing off of what six of was talking about like um kind of realizing and recognizing that at some point in all of our lives we've felt embarrassment or like I don't know if shame is quite the right word but I guess um the one comes to mind of being the way we physically look um for me it was really hard because I grew up like I, I've said this so many times that like with white parents like I didn't look like them I always constantly wondered like oh would I get my mom's like curly hair and my and her blue eyes and like their pointy noses like um I wouldn't say I felt ashamed of being Asian. I just never felt pretty or beautiful. And I got to a point where I was like, like you said, like, what was I thinking? Like, there are beautiful people out there that are Asian and, like, that are proud to be Asian. And I think proud is a really interesting word because I don't know if I would choose to say that I'm proud, 
but I definitely don't have like that feeling of like shame and embarrassment anymore I've kind of like owned up to that fact and I'm more so exploring how that is for me because I don't have any cultural like ties to that and so it feels really off for me to say like I'm fully proud to be Asian because for me I don't know what that means yet and I'm coming to terms and learning to be more confident in that awesome thank you no yeah I think for me and just summing up on what you guys said like I think it really is acceptance because again we we all have different identities and come from different backgrounds and so we'll, we'll, we'll never have the same experiences but I think it's that unique experience and identity that makes us who we are and what we know now and if we don't come to accept it then you can't you know truly embrace um what else has up is up for the rest of your life and what else is going to offer you and so um but i think that's about time for that we have today but um again i just want to thank you guys for watching our very first episode of this season um Make sure to keep a lookout for um, our upcoming episodes. We'll be covering so many more topics and and deeper, diverse topics as well. And I'm pretty excited, like just looking at the topics. I'm sure all of us are, and to just have that conversation for you to listen to us and really, really absorb and um, connect in with as well. And so, uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.